welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to give you my COVID-19 check-in and talk about home warranty companies. And this part of the podcast is brought to you by EverywhereIsCrowded.com, a website and blog about mental health issues focusing on depression, anxiety, and PTSD. Give them a call at 850-888-SHIT or shit at everywheresscrowded.com. All right, everybody, welcome back. I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for sharing all of the rant podcast and YouTube videos that you have been. It's been an interesting past few weeks. There's been tons of interactions with uh, me on social media as well as in the emails for the rant which is the rant with Herman James at gmail.com. You can find all of those links for everything in the descriptions for the podcast, as well as down below for YouTube. If you're watching, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that uh, it looks a little bit drowned out for color day because honestly it is hot and I did not want to take the time to set up the lighting booms and everything to go around uh, the actual uh, podcasting station here. So that's why it's that way. Everyone listening in the ears, you're good. You don't have to worry about that. You're good. So, as I said, I want to give a little bit of a COVID check-in. See where I've been. If you've been watching social media, you've seen everything I've been up to for the most part. Things that I've uploaded to give everyone the general idea of what's going on. Uh, If you haven't, definitely check in with me on there for... We've got Instagram, Twitter... Facebook are the main ones. I upload things to thehermanjames.com as well. Check there if you want to as well. But as for the uh, coronavirus COVID check-in, life is pretty much the same. I think it's the same for everybody. There's not much deviation in daily lives at this point. Watching the news is depressing and aggravating and agitating. There is a huge fight to retain jobs, keep jobs, and fight this coronavirus. It is what it is, and we need to come together as a country to be able to do it instead of being as divisive as we are. I am not a huge political fan to have that on this show, but that's the world we live in right now. We have politicized something that shouldn't have been politicized. We have talked down upon people trying to protect themselves and the fashions at which they chose to do it and now people that were making fun of them and criticizing them are dying because they aren't doing what everyone else has been doing. It's a horrible thing. No one deserves to die for a preventable disease and infection that could have been fought months ago. And now we're continuing to fight the battle. So for me personally, I've been sheltered in place as pretty much everyone else has. Um, There's not much that's been going well for California. We decided to open up too early and then close back down. Smart move. It sucks for the economy and it sucks for everybody. But if we're going to try to save lives, we have to, have to try everything we can do to make that possible. Unfortunately, not everyone's going to agree with that. People think that they're perfectly fine and they need to do what they need to do to enjoy themselves. Really, it's personal enjoyment. But... That's costing lives and people's health. And that's not something I'm willing to put out there and do to other people. I do go out. I do partake in things like shopping and picking things up that I need to have picked up. But I don't go 
out gallivanting around. I wear a face mask when I'm in public with anybody. No, I don't have a rant face mask or gimmicky sales things for that. Use whatever you need to use to cover your mouth. Basically is my idea with that one. But it's just a different world now. And yeah, I'm still going to partake in doing things outside of my house. We have friends that are part of our Corona crew. Corona crew? Was it quarantine crew? There you go, quarantine crew. That we are in close proximity with each other, but that's all we do. We're just interacting with each other there. When the gyms were open, I was going to the gym. I would run to and from the gym, work out in the gym isolated from other people, wiping everything down as much as possible before and after I used it. Because, yeah, someone should have been doing it, but what if someone walked by and sneezed on it? They weren't wearing a face mask, and that's on there. Then we're touching things, and we all touch our face and touch every orifice that we have. So I'm doing what I can to be as proactive and protective as I can be. There have been some events in the household that I've been doing some random repairs, remodels, additions. Uh, If you've been paying attention, it has been super hot in California, at least only California where I'm at in Sacramento. We're having triple digit weeks, not days, weeks, and it's atrocious. So I'm staying inside because it's cooler and we actually just... The other day, it's not on social media, but I had a quiet, cool, whole house fan put on. I'm adulting super hard on this because I like the idea of it. I like the fundamentals behind how it works. Suck the cold air from outside, inside your house, cool it down at pennies to the dollar of what you're paying for an air conditioning unit to be running. So I did that. It's installed. I paid an extra $500 to have someone else install it for us, but... I'm super happy with it. I am one day, one day in from the install. And so far, my air conditioning has not turned on today. Uh, At the time of this recording, it's about a quarter to two in the afternoon. Outside temperature is roughly 101 degrees. Inside my house, it's about 80. I think it's 80, yeah, 80 degrees. Hot for some, not hot for others. For me, it's perfectly fine because I will be perfectly happy to sit and sweat it out if I have to around my house and do things. I have uh, floor-to-ceiling fans blowing on me throughout the majority of my house. On my workstations, I've got these little portable uh, lithium-ion battery rechargeable fans. They work great. I keep them with me on my uh, desk here so that I can keep cool, and it works. It's less energy to be used, and I don't have to pay peak pricing for it. I love it. I'm a huge fan of it. Now, I have been trying to get the fiancé on board of that since we bought this house uh, four years ago. She wasn't all for it. She had other ideas of what she wanted to get done first. Okay. Since then, our air conditioning unit has gone out not once, not twice, but three times. Three times. And this time it took a month to repair. That's where I would like to be today for the conversation is not necessarily the home repairs that you're doing the DIYs for yourself and not the installations you do for yourself. This one is predominantly why I do my own everything repairs, installations. Again, take out the fact that I just got a whole house fan installed. I could have done it for myself, but for an extra $500, Someone else went to my attic and did all the electrical and everything else for it. So I'm good with that. 
Uh, we got some Corona today, so thanks for that. But the issue I had is I think a home warranty company is a great thing to have because if a large appliance or something goes out, you pay anywhere between two to a thousand dollars, two hundred to a thousand, excuse me, dollars a year to pay for the insurance. And insurance is something you use in case you need it. A majority of the people I know in this country thinks insurance is a waste of money because you never use it until you need it. And and that's kind of the deal for it. Now, a home warranty company will charge you a flat fee to have whomever they've subcontracted out show up to your house and do the work that needs to be done at your facility. So I've had our washer and dryer, excuse me, our dishwasher checked at. uh, And that was a flaw on my end and because I didn't look at it. But when we bought the house, we turned the dishwasher on and water just came cascading out of it. And I didn't want to take time to look at it. I didn't have time to work at it because I was working and it was just not something I could do at the time. So we called the home warranty company. I think it's a $75 one-time fee. The guy comes out and goes, oh, your gasket in there is uh, broken puts a new gasket in, and he leaves. I'm positive that gasket for a dishwasher does not cost $75, but we paid it. So it is what it is, and that has worked for the past four years, and no issues with it. Now, I had our air conditioning go out the first time, and when it went out, and that was three years ago, a capacitor, small little dealy, went out. And it was when we were having five consecutive days of 110 degrees throughout the whole day. The most you're going to cool down at night is maybe, maybe 75, typically around 80 degrees. And that was at a late hour where you still couldn't open your windows. Called my home warranty company. They set me up with a local HVAC technician who I called to get it scheduled out to have them come and fix things. At the time, I didn't know it was the capacitor. I just knew it wasn't working, and I'm not HVAC tech. I don't know. And they said, absolutely not. They would not come out anytime soon until the temperature was cooler. What? Your job is to fix HVAC machines. That's all you do. Air conditioners and everything to do with HVAC. It's fucking hot. That's why I need it back on. And you're telling me, You are not going to come out because it's too hot for you to work. So you're going to sit at home in an air-conditioned house and not come and do the job you're paid for. Great. So for that one, I had to borrow a friend's old window air-conditioning unit, put it in my sliding glass door, cardboard all the way up, and use that for two days. Because, of course, that happened on a Friday night after work. Nothing's open for me to get to on the weekends. So I waited until Monday morning, found a local HVAC company after doing a bunch of Google and YouTube videos to find out exactly what the issue could be. When I looked at it, the capacitor was bulging out, which was what Google taught me that was the issue. I did what I had to do safely to get everything discharged. Took that to the HVAC company store. They replaced that one with a $8 one for me. Went back home, plugged it back in, boop, bop, beep, boom. 
air conditioning worked again. We had another issue with things not working well with the actual HVAC. Again, I checked the capacitor and it was perfectly fine. They ended up having to come and change a capacitor or whatever it is on the motherboard inside the furnace. That made it work again. That was the second time we were able to use a home warranty company that actually came out to help fix things. Now this third time, the third time I'm talking about, the one that happened recently, which is why we're so delayed on having an episode come out, took almost six weeks to get an issue resolved that they could have figured out in one day. One day, it opted not to. This HVAC company outsourced all of their call centers to a Middle Eastern company. I don't care what you have to do if it's efficient and it works. Don't care. This was not efficient. This did not work. These assholes made up fake and falsified notes in their system saying that the call center called me on things and said things and did things that they didn't do. So the texts that were sent out had no clue what they were supposed to do. They sent one tech out the first time to diagnose and figure things out. He called back in of what his diagnostic idea was. And all he looked at was the motherboard. Said, oh, that's bad. We'll need to do one of those. I don't have one. We'll be back in a week. New guy comes out to inspect the work the other guy did. Not to actually do anything, but to inspect the work the other guy did. Yeah. That was fun. I lost it. I ended up calling the call center and just went ballistic. It's been 110 degrees, and they're telling me that the other guy's only coming in to inspect what the first guy did. That's what they're doing? Really? Fuck you. I go off on them. I let the tech know why I'm aggravated. It's not his fault. He didn't know that the call center falsified documents and falsified notes. He leaves because obviously he didn't bring the tools with him. He didn't bring any of the actual replaceable parts with him. So he leaves to go do his other job. I got a call back from him saying that he's coming back because he's going to go to the same store I went to to pick up that capacitor to replace my motherboard. Comes back, replaces the motherboard. Surprise, still doesn't work. So the first guy that came out to said the motherboard is bad didn't check downstream either. Just so, oh, one thing's wrong here. One. Just do that and work it out. Oh, he replaces the motherboard. Doesn't work. Goes to the HVAC unit itself. Realizes there's a small motherboard in there. Also not working. Pulls it out. Then connects the wires together. Well, now the fan won't stop working. The AC's not on, but the furnace fan is blowing. It's blowing in a 100 degree heat from my garage into my house and not turning off. You can't figure out why. He spends about three hours, four hours outside. Just a moment. Looking at, sorry, and trying to figure out exactly what is going on. Can't figure it out. Finally decides maybe it is a valve, a pressure valve that needs to be replaced. Doesn't know for sure, but that's his diagnosis after about three or four hours of sitting here and trying to figure things out. Great. So, now, he leaves. I schedule another appointment. 
because they can't set up in person because they don't do that. I call the Middle Eastern Company call center, set up a new appointment for another guy to come out. Instead of that, they send a tech out to inspect the work the other guy did. This guy says, first guy didn't do his job. That was wrong. Second guy that came out, he should have done better. Didn't do what he needed to do. And now he'll get this to work and then he'll go there and get this wire to go that wire, that wire, this wire, this one, that one. And that the pressure valve that he ordered doesn't need to be put in. Not a big deal. That guy goes away and then comes back. And then does what he does to find why things aren't working. Turns out that there's a button on that pressure valve that the guy wanted to have replaced that is a reset button. Just like if you pop the fuse in your wall and you click it in there and it lets that actual unit come back on as well as it would the wall socket. And so push that and everything comes on. Blink cold air into the house. I am to the moon excited. We have air conditioning now. It's triple digits. It's going to be a good, good day. A fun weekend. Wrong. The guy let me know that he thinks the motor unit was going out. And that if I have to call back in to let them know that it's the motor unit and have them just order it up, it'll take care of it. It went out two days later. I call them up. They say, okay. They schedule me to have a guy come out a few days later. This guy comes out, look like Ralph fucking Macchio. I ask him, cool, you've got the motor, right? And he goes, no. I tell him he needs the motor. Go back, get the motor. He says that they never ordered it. There was never a part number. And no one's ever told him that the motor was bad. He's just here to inspect the other work the other guy did. Yeah. The same fucking M.O. as every other tech. So they sent a tech out to do the job. Then a tech out who's supposed to do the rest of the job, who just inspects that job, then reports back. The report never makes it to the call center people that are supposed to log things. They then send another tech out to do a new job that he doesn't know anything about. And another tech to check up his information, who reports back, that never gets logged. I lost it again. My neighbors know my uh, my strife with this one because I was in my driveway yelling at a cell phone. And uh, yeah, this guy that went here that just went off and was trying to help me and didn't know I said the name. But uh, yeah. So now they're going to have him come back with the motor when they order the motor. I get them to come back a few days later and I get a six hour window six hours that is asinine you shouldn't have to wait six hours in a window of, of time frames i think three hours is already exaggerated but things happen there's enough text to figure things out enough delivery guys all this kind of stuff you should be able to have a smaller window than six hours but coronavirus we're all working from home so i say fine that's fine i'm okay 10 to 4 anytime in there works Great for me. Get him out here. Fix it. I need this done. In the meantime, since all of this went out again and they were taking so long to figure things out, I had to go out and buy two, two of my own window units plugged into two different parts of my house so I can cool the house down and keep the house down when it's 110 plus outside. Yeah. An additional $300 I had to purchase 
just to put these things in my house to keep myself, the fiance, and our dogs cool. That's an additional cost that should not have to have to been purchased, but it did. And they don't care because it's not built into their fucking common sense to have any human dignity or caring. So finally, the day comes he's going to be here. 10 to 4. 3 o'clock rolls around. I've heard nothing. I call the company. I ask, hey, it's 3 o'clock. I've heard nothing from anybody. No one has got back to me. And I need to make sure this is getting done today. They assure me that the tech is on the way to my house. He just finished up his last job from 15 miles from my house, and he'll be right here. 350-50 comes. I call back because no one's here. No one's calling me. The phone goes to a phone tree. I push the buttons that need to be pushed to get to whomever it needs to get to, and the hold music starts. I'm on hold for 10 minutes until the phone hangs up on me. And that says, sorry, we're closed. They looped the fucking call for 10 minutes on hold until it automatically hangs up on you and tells you they're closed. 4.15 comes. I've already called the Better Business Bureau and phone numbers. I have already hit up every phone number I can find for this company. And nothing. So now, when I was told this guy was going to be back in, I took all the window units out. Now I've got to put them back in. Because he's obviously not coming. And it's going to be hot. So, I put everything back in. It's all good to go. 450 called. Or 450 comes around. And I get a phone call. Blocked number. I answer it. It's the tech. Hey, I'll be there in seven minutes. My response, hey, you're an hour late for a six-hour window. What the hell? His response, I'll be seven minutes. Okay? That's it. No I'm sorry's, no sort of apologies, no justifications, nothing. He shows up and I ask him again. And he goes, but I'm here now. Nothing. Not a fucking word from him. I called that company numerous times. I haven't heard back from them. They won't take my phone calls. This guy spent three hours replacing a motor unit that should have been fixed on day one when the guy was here. Six fucking visits and over a month to have this taken care of. When you look at the Better Business Bureau, Yelp, Google Reviews, I'm sure they'd also be on any sort of was it thumb whatever's and fucking advisory boards? They're all fucked. The ones I looked at were Yelp, Google, and Better Business Bureau. They have an F on the Better Business Bureau. F. Five open complaints that they've never once responded to. Google. I think they've got a three stars. How they got three is fucking beyond me. On Yelp, I think they were around a two, 2.7. How are they getting more than a one? And why do you have to issue ones? If they can't do their job, they don't even deserve a fucking one. I filed a complaint with the Better Business Bureau, a one-star review for Google, one-star review for Yelp. 
And I'm not the individual that only reports things on these review boards when it's bad. I have no qualms giving screamingly great reviews on everything that I enjoy when I remember to do it. If someone has gone above and beyond, has been over stellar, I love to shoot out a five-star review. Because people need to know. People look on these review boards to find out who is the best one to get to and who to stay away from. Now, the overarching idea of this episode is home warranty companies. That's because there's no fucking way anyone's going to order this company when they look at the reviews, which means that they only, only, only get work from home warranty companies, which means they're bidding the lowest and the home warranty companies are fucking taking them on. I pay $800 a year, me personally, for home warranty company. That includes all of my internal appliances, HVAC units, all of that, as well as my pool equipment. For that amount of money and the $75 on top of that I have to pay to have a tech come to my house, I expect great fucking results. Not the bullshit that I got from these guys. They run you around, they're horrible individuals, they're not knowledgeable, and there's no communication from one point to the other. It is just a clusterfuck of individuals fucking each other over and fucking you over. That's all they care about. I understand the insurance companies make money on people not cashing in and using it. I get that. I understand that very well. But the people that are using it, they need to have a valid company to call for. Not a shithole of a company that doesn't even know what they're doing. Home warranty companies can be a great asset and a great investment for a majority of homeowners out there. They are an ability to pay a lot up front or broken up over a year to save on a potential large investment or repair. If an AC unit's to go bad, it's going to cost thousands of dollars to have it replaced. Refrigerators, stoves, ovens, all the same. People that aren't able to fix things, don't have the ability or knowledge, the tools, the whatnot to do it, it's a great investment for them to be able to have someone to call on. Because a homeowner does not have a average handyman. You can't just call a landlord to fix things. They need someone that they can call on and rely on on a regular basis if they need to have things done and fixed. That's supposed to be a fucking home warranty company. A home warranty company is supposed to get subcontractors that work locally in the area that aren't just the fucking cheapest bottom bar individuals to get the fucking job done. They need to be looking at reviews, having a consistently well-versified array of contractors that can work for people and for the company. Having this bullshit of, let me get the lowest possible bid to save the most amount of money for my individual company, yeah, that's capitalism. I get that. But fuck you when your job is fucking service. Your job is to service the people that are paying you. It costs more money to have these fucking six visits come to my house to not do the right thing. The gas, the insurance alone. 
Combine that with the hourly rate that they're paying these people to be here, they blew out of the water the repair of one motor unit. The payment for all of that is more than what it would have cost to put a whole brand new AC in my house, and they don't care because these subcontractors are just going to bill the insurance company. That's all I care about. Insurance company is just going to bill their clients. They're fucking you over every way possible. So, if you're going to have home warranty, don't shop them for the bottom fucking bargain. Specifically look at what these guys are doing, what they're able to say, what others are saying about that company. And the moment your company decides to give you a subcontractor to fix anything, anything, take to the internet. Look at the reviews. Look at Google, Yelp, Instagram, wherever they might be where people put up reviews for these people. Better Business Bureau takes it a step further than what you're going to get from a lot of these smaller websites. Check them all out. These home warranty companies have numerous contractors they're going to use. Yeah, they might have one or two great ones, and they might have 16 shit ones. It could be flip and flop. But the fact of the matter is, it's not the first time I've got a shitty contractor from a home warranty company. And this isn't the first home warranty company I've been with that's had these issues. When you look at the reviews for these individuals, a lot of them come from people that got them from a home warranty company. ABC Plumbing, horrible fucking company, don't get them, they only came because of my home warranty company, if you get them, ask for another one. Joe's Plumbing, horrible company, only got them from a home warranty company, boop, 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 all the way down, that's all they're fucking doing. They're only getting reviews from people that saw them from a home warranty company. So don't get stuck, don't be those people like I was, who didn't do the research first, because it was so fucking hot, I thought, cool, they could figure it out quickly and have it done. There's no reason to let these fucking companies fuck you over. And if they do, take it to social media. Take it to the internet. Because that's the only way people are actually listening to companies. This one and the story for me doesn't. They've had enough complaints where they've just shrugged them off. Other ones do. Put it on social media. Put it on Facebook. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Instagram. Put it on their websites. Any review sites and do it. Don't let a home warranty company send you a shit fucking contractor to screw you over because they want to save a fucking dime while you suffer in the long run. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and thank you for sharing. I also want to thank everywhereiscrowded.com for sponsoring this episode. Be sure to check out their website. Their website is in the podcast description as well, as well as on our website, thehermanjames.com. Don't forget to go to our YouTube channel. Make sure to like and subscribe. Hit that notification button so you're aware when new episodes come up. Currently, there is a walk around and startup of the hearse we just picked up to do some DIY builds on. Hoping to pick up some sponsors on that one pretty soon here for the engine upgrades and modifications and how we're going on that. Be sure to check out the No Phony Podcast Network and all the great indie podcasts that are on there as well. Everything from sports, storytelling, and everything in between. I can't wait to be in your ears next time. <laughs>